Yeah, I relate to having a child now, you know. Well, I, I, I had one before, but now I have a puffy ami woomy, the, my uh, squid kid on Splatoon. Your squid kid. Yes, my squid kid. Nessa should get full custody. Well, you still you still have the other one, but she's not wanting to talk to you anymore. I've been raising her for a while now. <laughs> it's not my fault. I didn't do anything. Yeah, she she blames you entirely, and she's coming for you for child support. Ooh. Wait, wait, which That's school the only is this? thing she wants from you. Good thing. Cheerleism? No, um, the child wants child support so she could go to college and better herself. Fuck. No, she was gonna. I heard she's gonna do a tell-all YouTube video about. Oh Canada. no. She's gonna make a call-out post on Tumblr. Yeah, because she was gonna. She tried to go to a book publisher, and she was like, "Pan pizza," and they're like, "No, sorry, we didn't order anything." <laughs> 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 to make a YouTube video. Yeah. It's not my fault, okay? I didn't do anything. Like, if anyone... You left her in a hot car. If anyone who owns my child, or, or, or who, who birthed my child, wants to come up here and argue, like, come up here and argue, please. Go ahead. That was such a weird phrasing. Yeah. Anyone who wants to birth my child. You know, <laughs> well, that's that's what they did. They birthed my child. And now, currently, I have Puffyami Wumi. Oh my god. We had a fun time at Splatfest yesterday. It was Forks versus Spoons, and fucking Forks won somehow. What do you guys prefer, Forks or Spoons? This is a, this is a, this is a fucking mess. This is yeah. a mess. Start over. That's my line, <laughs> Nolan. Stop oh, it. Hey, it's me, Jim. We're always in our clubhouse getting high. Welcome to the Pizza Party Podcast. Who are you people? Pan Wumi Pizza. <sighs> oh, hey, it's me, Ken. Wait, what's going on? <laughs> we already told you Jack's plate is Ken. God damn it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, we're rebooting Ken. Forgot. We're rebooting cool. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. In this okay, new yeah, reboot, uh, we all have to talk like squid so gargle your hot water. There's a lot. Can I just say booyah? Okay, I'll do this. Oh my god. In in this reboot, I'm actually voiced by Don Cheadle, so. (laughs) Oh, okay, Donald. (laughs) Always booyah back. Yeah, so let's all talk like this. Wow, this is the absolute worst thing I've I've ever had to experience. How is this the worst? We're having fun. It's Wumi Wednesday. (laughs) I'm gonna cry. <laughs> you guys are gonna see me cry live on podcast, and I'm gonna be very upset. Well, we'll just hear it. We won't see you. I cry live on a Let's Play. Do you ain't special. Do you guys want to get into the news? Oh, what, is there news? What, what news is there that isn't fucking depressing? Did we ever talk about James Gunn? We could talk about that. Let's talk about well, the news. Is it really depressing if we tell the news like this? No, now it's just no. annoying. All right, I'm done. Wumi. The Transformers will return after these messages. But first, this podcast is supported by Alfredo, our Patreon donator of $100. They want to show off their webcomic, Bongo and Luna. Links below. It's a slice of life comic of a clown ghost girl and a regular ghost girl living in a graveyard full of other monsters, especially monster girls who get into lewd sexual situations. Give Bongo and Luna a try. It's really cute. It has monster girls. Please read it. Monster girls. Links below. We now return to the Transformers. Um, so the news, Adventure Time is ending in a week. 
Woo! Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my god. The evil is finally defeated. Doesn't it end on Labor Day? Adventure Time was the reason we started this podcast, all because we were fucking pissed at an episode. Yeah, Breezy was a shitty episode, and I still think that to this day. Oh. Anybody who likes that episode is somebody who is suffers from that face when no GF. Oh. Word. Yeah. Actually, a lot of people now tell me when I when I'm like now that it's ending, I say, oh, yeah, I don't really watch it anymore. I kind of got out of it. There was like, why? It's still so good. Like, I keep hearing that. Nope. From but I anytime I've turned it on, I'm like, I don't really feel that way. But I don't know. Yeah, no. I think the last episode I liked was the one directed by the guy. Uh, I forget his name, but he directed Mind Game and the girl. Uh, I just saw it. another movie. I just saw <laughs> but. That one was the last one I like. Really liked. After that, it, it just got bad. Yeah, I uh, I've only seen the first season, um, and I it wasn't enough for me to like really like gravitate toward it. Like, I didn't really understand the hype so much. Uh, but I did watch the Islands miniseries because it was you know tropical themed, and that's kind of my jam. I actually didn't get sad about Adventure Time ending until I saw the Comic Con uh, clip where uh, John uh, John DiMaggio started crying. And that was the point where it kind of hit me. I'm like, man, I don't know why I got really emotional seeing him get emotional. But it's mm -hmm. also it is a big part of this kind of era of Cartoon Network, like the 2010s. Like I, when we do like kind of wrap up columns, which there's going to be a lot of at the end of this of next year. Um, I expect Adventure Time to be on like what made TV in the 2010s, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, of course. It's, yeah. it's like a major cultural thing, but it was mainstream. I mean, I, I remember when I'd wear Adventure Time shirts, like out in New York, like people would like if I went to a restaurant or something, people would stop and say like, "Oh man, I love that show" and stuff. Like that's how big it was. And then <laughs> a couple years after that, like it just that kind of died out. But I knew so many people who watched that show. I have noticed some people' interest has peaked again because they heard its ending, and it's on Hulu, I think. Yeah, um, it's on Hulu. As I've been rewatching it, like it's actually really like I, I was with you with uh, before Jim, where I was like, yeah, I mean, it's all right show. It's nothing that great, but I've been rewatching like the series because freaking Paleo has been like hyping it up so much. And so like he got me to start rewatching again. I'm like, yeah, damn, this is a really great show. When you stay consistently with it, like watching it, it's just like, oh, damn, like this storyline, this is dark. This is amazing. And I'm just I, I'm, I, I can't wait. No, go ahead. Do you, think, do you think it changed the show? Because before, I guess when you watch, you watched either on like a DVR or when it's on TV, right? And did right. it did it change how you felt about the show? Like, I'm assuming you binged it when it's on Hulu. So like, oh yeah, that, I binged it. Yeah. So if like, did that change? Like, were there certain episodes that you had watched before that when you watched them like ten in a row that you're like, oh, this is so much better, you know? Oh yeah, well the, yeah, but the thing is, like you said, um, when you watch it on TV, it's different because Adventure Time, like the way it starts off, it just has like a very slice of life feel. Like every episode isn't like um, a linear story at first, but then it starts developing into it. So like when you're able to watch them all back to back, like you can appreciate things from past episodes. Like oh, Gunther turning into this monster makes sense because oh, they did this, they referenced that in season one, and it's just oh, that makes a ton of stuff. So I because they're doing that thing that a lot of shows do this day where they start off the first season completely slice of life like star versus did it uh freaking what else uh, steven 
universe did it all these shows like do this thing where they start off like oh it's just a goofy show and then they get serious and it's like oh damn this is actually captivating so that's how i felt like watching them all back to back i was like oh damn like i I actually appreciate this more and more so i definitely think that's the reason Mm. why okay no that's interesting that might be why people because everyone i know who likes it more now has said they watched it on hulu so maybe that's like how a show uh how you're how you're uh, to watch it, changes it. it. yeah like because we're watching it on cartoon network maybe that's why we didn't like it as much and we would like it more i don't know i'm not going to go back and rewatch it but i might watch the last episode just because it's like sort of yeah. such a big end you know yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff uh, going on this is crazy because like this new end. era of cartoons like started the whole like uh the whole plot lines for like comedy based shows when that wasn't really normal unless you were an action cartoon and now nobody's watching TV, but now that everyone's streaming things, like I feel like that format will really prosper now that people can just like, you know, marathon it in order and not wait for a friggin' rerun of it on TV. Exactly. Because that's how I felt with Wander Over Yonder. Like I didn't like the first season of that all too much, but then I got to the second season with Lord Dominair. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm, I can dig on this. I can dig on this. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because like I think cartoons tend to change based off what like the surrounding and watching like ongoing like you have to kind of have a, a season-long arc to keep people's interest so they binge watch it mm-hmm. because if you could just watch any episode in any order it's great for television right but, like it's great for filler tv yeah exactly it's mm-hmm. one of those things but yeah i'm, I'm excited for the freaking finale like it's just oh i can't wait like i wonder if they're gonna pull a freaking uh R- ruby and sapphire thing where they make out on tv because marceline and bubblegum they've been they they just been straight up like admitting like yeah these two are like pretty much a couple at this point so I'm just wondering if they're gonna do that too so that'd be interesting. Fucking do it, bitch. Yeah. Off, uh, Jake or something is that the implication? I, I keep hearing that theory thrown around. Oh, you said Wait. what? I I keep seeing the theory that Jake the dog's gonna die. Oh, dang. Uh, I mean, I've heard, I've heard that one too. I ah oh, man, see it's one of those things like, I don't think he will because. It's still Adventure Time. It's still a happy, positive show. And if he did die, that'd be really, really sad. But it's one of those things where they they did release so much about Jake's character and like why he's able to transform. So, oh man, I mean, uh, I, I don't know for that. I, I hope not. Did uh, Finn ever lose his arm officially? Yeah, yeah. He did. And then yeah, he grew it back. He, he like he grew it back, but then he lost it again officially. Because like he didn't he like he, uh, grow it back with some like white fluids some that just grew it back for some reason like some cum semen thing yeah because like that's how he beat the lich like he beat the lich when like he threw that like that cum semen stuff on him and then that's when he first (laughs) got his like arm ripped off and then he got this leaf arm that uh developed on to him yeah then the leaf arm had to like go away so he got a robot arm but like they always hinted that he was gonna lose an arm because like whenever they went to like parallel universes they would show finn or finn as an adult he would always like lose an arm and stuff like that so he always so you knew that was coming so So, anything else about adventure times finale no but another show um actually like just finished its first season i kind of want to talk about on the podcast did anyone else watch dark tales yes the show is phenomenal it's super good, though I have to say, there's one part that actually kind of dis- well, there's two things that disappointed me. The first thing is Don Carnage. Right. Um, I was super stoked when I found out there was a Sky Pilot or Sky Pirate episode because that meant Don Carnage, and for the most part, his like pirate crew is pretty great, but Don Carnage himself was too clean. And I know uh, apparently Ducktales has a thing where 
if the character doesn't originate in the U.S., they try to get an ethnic voice actor to do the thing, uh, which is cool and very admirable. But Jim Cummings is the voice of Don Carnage. Like I, it, it, that was that was such a huge part of his character. There's like, uh, what was it like a fake French accent or something? Yeah, it was like a fake yeah. French. Yeah, I, I can't do it, but yeah. I'm not gonna yeah, offend I, I all the French people in chat. <laughs> I was gonna attempt to try to do it, but like you know, no, 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 I can't do it. Yeah, the only thing no. I can do is just omelette du fromage from Dexter's uh-huh. Lab. That's the only thing I can ever do for that. That's <laughs> it. incredible. And He's then dead. I, I am disappointed that Darkwing's like role in the show. I, I mean, I know that he's gonna eventually come back. You know. Uh, and they popped in a couple of different beats, but they made Darkwing a character in the show within a show. So like, um, and how they set up Darkwing in the first time you see him is Launchpad talks about how the actor does his own stunts. So it's very clear that Darkwing is going to become a real life superhero in the second or third season. And I was hoping that it would happen first. And um, I, what would have been a better time to introduce Darkwing coming into the fray for the finale where they have a giant shadow war and they have like a bunch of the reoccurring characters, you know, fighting against the shadows. And I, I, that would have been the perfect time to introduce Darkwing. Like that would have like blown my mind and an entire time I was waiting and waiting and it never happened. Well, I think that that's like a sort of, uh, it is a double-edged sword in the sense of like, oh, you really wanted Darkwing to show up, but that means like season two, like they're doing like this Disney expanded universe, like where they're like bringing in all these different properties, like, oh, snap the three, ami- uh, what, what, I, why did I say three amigos? Not the three amigos, the three caballeros. Yeah, three caballeros, those ones, like they're hinting them and then they got the gummy bears and stuff they're hinting at. And I just, oh, the I, gummy bears cameo was so good. Um, yeah. That was awesome. It was, they did an episode where they had Ludwig von Drake as a cameo, as like the Q of mm. Shush. It was a giant James Bond episode. And mm. the, evil's, the evil plan was to create gummy berry juice from gummy bears. And they even mm. included the sound effect where they drink it. The boodoom. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was great. See, I th- this is how you do a reboot properly, in my opinion. This is DuckTales show, like, it, it builds, but it's, like, so damn good. Like, they rebooted Webby in a way that was just like, okay, yeah, like, I like this Webby so much more than the original one. And then, oh, like, I don't know, what was it? Glomerald. I like Glomerald way better now. Like, oh, you damn duck, I hate you. You're like, yeah, just so, I love that. I love that uh, character. Someone so said my expectations were too high. Uh, the only reason why I had those expectations with Darkwing was because uh, as soon as they revealed that Darkwing was a um, was a character within a show, within a show, the one of the writers went on Twitter and was like, hey guys, don't worry, we're going to do amazing things with Darkwing. I would not disappoint you. Darkwing's my favorite show. I dressed up with him as ho- in Halloween. And I just, uh, like, knowing that the first season was written as if it wasn't going to get renewed. Like, their goal for the right. first season was, if this is all we got, it's going to be one satisfying story. So knowing that, I just kind of felt like I was expecting something from season one with Darkwing. Well, you know, they could be. It's gonna be funny when they meet. Like uh, Goslin will meet Webby. That'll be funny to see in like season two. We don't even know if Goslin will exist, though. I think she will, because I think they're doing that good thing where they're bringing stuff from the past and like, okay, we can't like not have a certain character here. I I, I feel like Goslin will exist because she was like a big part in the last one, voiced by Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, Chip and Dale. That's the only thing they haven't referenced yet in the Ducktales 
season one. I mean, will they? Are they going to save Chippendale for its own reboot, or are they going to? I they are think like, that's they for are, the best. They are mm. rebooting like like what's it? Gargoyles. They're just talking about still, and mm. who knows what's going on with the streaming service? So they might like be saving that. But New Ducktales was strong enough in nostalgia to launch by itself. You know. Mm. Uh, I don't think they. Okay, so I know they officially. I know they've referenced Darkwing, um, Goof Troop, and Tailspin, and Gummy Bears. So that's like the four. But I don't think they reference Gargoyles or uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Is, I think those are big enough franchises, especially Gargoyles. What about the Mighty sure. Ducks when they had the hockey mask that was magic, God. and then you have to like, do that and fight? <laughs> no. and like that? I could actually see them rebooting that as a. You're a team captain Movie. now. <laughs> and then they get, they, oh, you know what they could get? They could get the guy who's in Dawson's Creek, who's also in The Mighty Ducks. He could be right. Emilio Estevez. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just get some kids. I don't know. Oh, wasn't Keenan one of the kids? Am yeah, I he wrong? was. It's knuckle puck time. Because he oh, okay. like, yeah. <laughs> forget, forget the Dawson's Creek guy. Just get Keenan. Keenan is great in anything. Just get Keenan. I've just, mm-hmm. Disney. I just made your Mighty Ducks reboot for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> someone someone mentioned Quack Pack. Oh, and, isn't uh, the Quack Pack just the kids? Right, right, right. Well, they've actually done uh, a Quack Pack reference where um, there's a, I think in one of the photo albums, there's a picture mm. of Donald and the kids like hugging, mm. and it's straight up from the intro from Qu- uh, Quack Pack. Oh, like, nice. Same pose and everything. Wasn't like Quack Pack like the edgy 90s version of DuckTales? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like uh, one of them, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, like one of, the, one of them was voiced by the uh, freaking uh, E.G. Daly because I, I recognized her Tommy Pickles Buttercup voice when they were doing this. I was just like, so this time around, they're giving them actual voices, not that <laughs> thing like they have going on. So yeah. That was yeah. funny. I mean, they could they could also reboot, you know, Disney's Doug. That's what we all want. Oh, oh. Again, <laughs> yeah, because I think Disney's the one that think... currently owns Doug. Does Disney still own Doug? I thought. I, don't I know. think so because, like, recently they released like some pop figures of Doug, and they're based on the Disney designs. Uh, hmm. yeah, because they they haven't done much, Nickelodeon hasn't done much with Doug, and I think it's because you know Disney bought that hook, line, and sinker. So uh-huh. for some reason, right. I'm shocked that uh, Nickelodeon, with all their revival stuff, hasn't attempted, or maybe they have. No, it might just be because they 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 can't do it because. No, I'm saying like buying back their property. Do they really want Doug back? They could finally do Doug's second movie, which we've all been wanting, waiting. Oh for. yeah, <laughs> and that freaking monster will come back, and it has babies now. And oh man, <laughs> I I saw Doug's first movie once, really late at night, years was ago. It first, was, first time watching uh, it. I was messed up, and I don't remember that movie. I just <laughs> no one does. I know, I know, I was there when it began and when it ended. What happened in between? I don't know. <laughs> oh, this reminds me. Um, the next, well, the next video. It's a series of videos, but I'm gonna review every single Nickelodeon theatrical movie ever. And so far, I only covered the first four in this volume one. Wait, are you? You're not gonna do the MTV oh. films as well? <laughs> that's I, there's 29 Nickelodeon films, so it's like there's too many. Isn't one of the Nickelodeon movies that Martin Scorsese? Uh, what was it? What was that movie with the kid and the Snow movies? Dogs? No, not <laughs> Hugo. Hugo's a Nickelodeon. Uh, oh no, that's not Nickelodeon. Oh, that was Disney. Sh- oh, it's just Paramount. Okay, never mind. Yeah, sorry. Never mind. I was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Which yeah. Like, what was the first one? Wasn't it Harriet the Spy? Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That was a big moment. It was a good one. I remember uh, the, first, the first MTV movie was uh, Joe's Apartment. Oh, that was a good with the roaches? Yes. <laughs> no, I remember that. Welcome to Joe's apartment. Oh my god, I watched that so much as a kid. I saw that I saw that in theaters, so you, oh wow, you got to see that in theaters? I can only yes. imagine the audience's reaction. Um, actually it was I this is uh a mid nineties Jim True story. I go and I notice at the bookstore near the theater there's this girl who I have a crush on in middle school. And uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, wow, wouldn't it be like my dream if she like went to Joe's apartment? But that was like, come on, Jim, get real. She's she's like this pretty girl. She's not going to Joe's apartment. And I mm. bought like my Calvin and Hobbes books. I go to them. This was like I had a whole day. You don't need to know this, but I'm telling you, I don't care. And <laughs> no, I, was, I'm interested. I was 12. I had my Calvin and Hobbes books. I go see Joe's apartment. No one's in the theater. And I'm sitting like in a row, mid row, because no one's there. And then like. I peer over and this girl's like, girl's like, where should we sit? And I was like, holy shit, she's she's here. And then she looked at me and then she was like, let's sit in the back. <laughs> and then she avoided me. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh. And, I, and all I did, all I did was go, oh hey, like that's all I, that's that's all. But I think she was like, ah, oh, god damn it. Oh, now I, I got like secondhand like feels when they're like, oh damn, I feel so bad. <laughs> so you didn't score. No, oh. I totally scored Pam as a twelve-year-old. Oh. Well, he's well, he's married now and has kids, so it's safe to say in the long run he has scored. I don't know. Part, <laughs> part of me was like, is this story going to end with him saying that he married this girl and now they're mar- currently no, married? I, she did. I did find out later she was friends with another girl I had a crush on, which I didn't know. That's as far as that story goes. How did you Wait. meet Matt? Matt was, was your wife. Was it a similar story? Were you like? Were you like, oh man, I want to go to this part, this mystery, mystery science theater three thousand party? Oh, but she's too cool to go to the mystery science theater three thousand party, and then she's there and she's like, hey, what up? Want to get married and have kids? And we're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I guess, sure. Hell yeah, let's go get some fudge first. What oh, is that? That's the only thing Jack Splate knows about me. Is that <laughs> I knew about I the fudgery he... in Baltimore. <laughs> He poisoned me with fudge. Like, here's a story I, for the people. Like, Jim was like, yo, fudge. guys, we go, let's go get fudge. Because uh, we were at HorseCon 2016. And we were like, oh, let's go. And then Jim was like, yo, let's go to this place. There's like these places that sells like really great fudge. Like, you can get like a whole bunch of it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then like, I had some. And then like, he got it. Like, he was like, you should get this kind. And it was like, good. But then like, I ate too much of it. And I was on the floor and I was like, oh, the whole oh, yeah, time. You're like, f- farting a lot. Yeah, that was, I remember, that was awful. You didn't, you didn't have to, you didn't have to do a uh, Jordan like that, but you did anyways. Thanks, Jim. And that, or I think I sold it as, cause it's a fudgery where uh, Cisco, who made the thong song. Uh, oh yeah. Out. So I was like, you know, there were his group Drew Hill, but most people just know Cisco who did the thong song. Also, Jim, since Sophie wants to talk, can you bring her over here and tell her that you're the she's living proof that you scored? She she was just here, but then she anytime I'm trying to make noises, she's always like, eh. So, oh God, he's rec- he's he's recording that podcast. I don't like the people he hangs with. I'm looking at this <laughs> list of movies. Pan, are you doing like Mad Hot Ballroom? I mean, it's like, I guess I'm inclined to, because that's some sort of, like, documentary about kids doing ballroom dancing. It's like, well, I guess. So you're Do literally I... doing all of these on the Wikipedia list here? 
Yeah, wait, it's 29 films. Wait, hold on. Do you see what the last movie they released is? Yes. So yep. you're doing that? Yes. What okay. is the last film that's on there? You guys want to guess what it is? Don't tell them, Jim. You, you, you guys want to guess what the say, final film is? I think you should let people wait in anticipation because the fans are going to love it. Well, well now they, they know how to find themselves. it. I have no clue what we're talking about. Neither yeah, do the, I, the, you know. The, the Nickelodeon films I'm going to review. All Someone in the chat got it already. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no. Was this was this your plan? Like, I'll just lead up this whole series, end it with a bang. Truthfully, I was just like, oh, gotta... this will be fun reviewing every Nick movie, and it's like, oh no, this is at the oh, end. Wow. <laughs> well, you gotta hurry up because uh, Wonder Park, March fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. Oh shit! Yeah. So well, you that, have till then. You know, and also the DVD, I gotta wait for that. So you know, so it's fine. I'm excited for the door of the explorer. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah, you, you could make a thing of all the Nickelodeon movies that didn't happen, like the Bone movie. Weren't they gonna do that? Oh, oh yeah, I just realized what movie. Yeah, we all did. Uh, that's what? a beautiful movie. What movie? The movie. You know the movie. You know the, the movie, movie. Jim. The movie. What speaking of speaking of Nickelodeon movies, can we talk about the SpongeBob movie for a second? Oh my Which god, one? what is your yeah. problem First with one. that movie? Uh, <laughs> oh, is it this? This is like this is going to be your video essay. I thought, well, and you don't want to waste this material on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think you guys want me to talk about it. Is the thing? No, we're just I we don't want to ruin this amazing video essay. That people <laughs> people are going to be like, whoa, I knew Nolan, but then he put that shit out, and it's like. Like the nostalgia I, critic's gonna call you and be like, "We're restarting Channel Awesome, and it's gonna star you with this essay." I'll admit, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I'm joking. I thought it'd be funny to say. That was funny. Fuck you, bitch. You know I also, love what on, you talk on, about. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a score of sixty nine percent. They don't know shit. Did somebody just do the Fortnite dance? <laughs> yes. The joke, the joke was that it's the meme number. I wasn't trying to like say, I wasn't trying to defend my oh. point. I just thought it was funny that it's percentage is sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. I, don't don't yeah. listen to Rotten Tomatoes. Listen to Metacritic. That's the real reviewers there. Oh, that's some that is some early two thousands. <laughs> don't don't listen to any review aggregator. If you want to know if something's good for you, go watch it yourself instead oh, wait, of tin? listening to people. Instead of listening to people on the internet. Tintin's a Nickelodeon movie. Damn. Yeah, yep. this is so, some of these are like I, I'm just more like like that one. Oh, okay. Surprisingly, yeah. Isn't that what is it? Cuba Gooden Jr. movie Snow Dog? Not Snow Dog. Snow. Why do you keep something. bringing up Snow, Snow Dog? It's something, right? <laughs> no, Snow Day was the the the. It was Snow supposed Day. To, Snow That's Day was, was supposed to be a Pete and Pete movie, but then wasn't. Yeah, that was a Nickelodeon movie. Though. That I'm excited for that review. Yeah, that, that's coming up this mm. Tuesday, which will be two Tuesdays before when this comes out, or wh whatever's confusing. I don't know, but yeah, Snow Day is such a like corporate bullshit of a movie. Like it's it stars the ultimate fuckboy ever. Like the, the kids are freaking creep in this movie. Well, they, and they like didn't like. I think it's like a boy and his sister, and they're clearly the Pete and Pete stand-ins. But then yeah. they have to invent all this 2000s. It just like, it looks like a movie that got lost in development. Like, between Josh executives. Oh, is that? Yeah, Josh Peck is just like a kid who's fat and he farts. And that's his only gag, he farts. Oh, yeah, they added in fart noises. Mm. But it has like, it has like Iggy Pops in it, Chevy Chase. Like, a lot of, a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Chevy Chase in another yeah. role he likely regrets. 
It was yeah. really successful though. They they spent 13 million and got 62 back. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. I mean, it was like right at the teen 90s teen movie boom, and it had that hit uh what's her name? Hoku song. I remember that was a big song yeah. at the time. And I think she's Don Ho's daughter or something. Forget. Don Wasn't Ho? that movie with the time freezing? Wasn't that Nickelodeon as well? I forget. Yeah, that's Clock called. Stoppers. Yeah, Clock Stoppers. Oh, directed that. by Star Trek Next Generation's own Jonathan Franks. Really? <laughs> yes, I mean, the... yes, it is. I'm not joking. <laughs> wow. Clock Stoppers is like the most dated 2000s movie ever. Like the, the soundtrack is nothing but Smash Mouth, Blink-182. And, and Blink-182. <laughs> Some 41. So the soundtrack is perfect is all I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a time capsule. I just remember the first date scene from Clock Stoppers. That's why I just remember taking on my very first date, and they're like doing the little. That was fun. Oh, so did this you know could... live action Dora the Explorer? Oh yeah, you didn't know that. No, they already have pictures I... of the main character in costume. Hold on. Oh, yeah. someone yeah. sent me this. You should see Swiper. He looks so insane. I had a, I had a f- live I reaction, a f- guys. I have a friend who worked on the was it like College Humor, Funny or Die, whichever parody of it with the girl from modern family and i was like oh you can't do a live action one because they made that parody video but apparently like right. nothing sticks anymore so because i thought that was no. funny like where she's like hola mi amigos that's <laughs> how the, that's how that's how the power rangers movie got made wasn't it <laughs> um no it was already in development but that kind of it oddly helped it the joseph khan thing but i think i don't know i like that short because it's so it's like I don't know, takes the piss so much. It's like post, I forget what he, oh, I forget the thing he called it, but it was, um, I don't know. It's an interesting idea. No, it just blows my mind to know that Nickelodeon movies went from like Harriet the Spy and like Rugrats movie, which I seem like TV movies that just happen to be in theaters to like Ninja Turtles and big blockbusters. And Rango. Oh yeah, Rango was great. I thought Rango was awesome. Rango looks also really nice. It's mm-hmm. just a very nice looking movie for a yeah. CG movie. Like that, Rango is a movie where I always ask, like, where did this come from? But I guess when you're the director of the Pirates of the Caribbean, you can just do whatever. <laughs> me, me too, Sophie. I agree. <laughs> Sophie, hey, you want to say something? <laughs> say mama, I... dada. <laughs> ah, Mike. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. You want to say anything? Uh... <laughs> No, she doesn't. Sorry, guys. The best Nickelodeon movie. Sophie, Sophie, can you say that uh, cartoons are for men only? She walked. She walked away. Thirty-year-old cartoons are for thirty-year-old men. Sophie. She watched. She watches. We bear bears. That's her big one now. Aww. Yeah. Yes. Razor on the big gay bears. It's like it's like We Bear Bears, Peppa Pig, Sesame Street is like her big three right now. So the Holy Trinity. Does she have the Caillou phase yet? Where you're like, to, oh my god, I have to break the TV. Do I have to buy her a Grizz, a Grizz stuffed animal too? I, th- or? I think she likes Grizz and Panda. Ice bears, I've, I don't know. But she kind of, she just chills out with those okay. guys. So. Well, you have to have a high IQ for Ice Bear. Oh my god, that's Dora? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's well, no, not she, what I was expecting. It's Because it's like her dealing with high school, right? What? Yeah. And so I it's think... Do- and start think, dealing with high school and solving an ancient Inca mystery. Because, it, 
I, I think what they're doing here, it's it's a little the idea the idea is not interesting. It's going to be stupid. But like their idea is to like let's take the kids who are preschoolers who are now in high school and use their nostalgia for Dora the Explorer. But I don't know if that'll work because high school kids aren't going to be like, oh, remember what I was into when I was like three. I can't wait to watch that movie. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I think high schoolers would probably watch this unironically. I, I mean, I think it's going to work. I think, I it's think gonna... if it's like, if it was streaming, yes, but not like theatrically, like to spend that money. You severely underestimate what high schoolers will do. I mean, they didn't me. see the Slenderman movie, so I don't think they'll, you know. I, I... No, they're all, all up on Fortnite now. The Slenderman is something people grew out of, though, and it also had the Wisconsin stabbings to contend with. But, like, with Dora, it's just like, oh, man, I remember Dora, and they're making it for me. Now that sounds fun. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go watch that. If they made the Death Note movie, I don't think as it would have been as big of a deal if it was theatrically released, you know? A human whose name is written in this notebook shall die. Any human who's used a Death Note can neither go to heaven nor hell for eternity. Once you actually start looking around, it makes you wonder if you'd be doing society a favor by getting rid of all these people. Death Note. This world is rotten, and those who are making it rot deserve to die. By the way, the Death Note movie's getting a sequel! Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> Okay, well, like, okay, hear me I out think, here. Hear I hope me out. Metal Alchemist gets a sequel so me and Jim can do another review of it. I would totally... In fact, I actually will... I, If anyone wants to, maybe me and Izzy can do a commentary for Death Note 2 or something. <laughs> oh, no. I vote... I, I, okay, so I, let's talk about this real quick. Um, I know that we're talking about doing more commentaries because it seemed like people really enjoyed the Freddy Got Finger one. Um, I, what, the Clock Stoppers? What, what was the one that Pan wanted to do? Oh, uh, Teen Titans trouble in tokyo so i that one's we're gonna do i vote because nolan chose freddy got fingers so that's his movie so the rest of us have to go through our choices and we'll alternate between the four okay um so the, mm. I, my vote my vote is death note so we're gonna watch oh. that. but i All i right. think it's like netflix well one is they're not going to get the original director because he went on and he gets to do that new godzilla movie so if you like that trailer remember that shit no wait no no godzilla is krumpus guy uh, he's oh, doing the Godzilla. Guy is Godzilla. He's doing the Godzilla that we've seen a trailer for. Yeah, that guy. He, that oh, and, he, and he did Trick or Treat. That guy yeah, did. Trick or Treat is my favorite mm-hmm. horror movie to date. So I love. I can't wait to, for this movie then. Uh, no, I think I'm excited for him. His one, but uh, the guy who did Death Note's doing Godzilla vs King Kong. Well, okay, so they announced the Death Note sequel. I I'm really excited about the fact that there's like endless possibilities because like they kind of written Death Note out. In the, yeah, in the movie I, I, so like mm-hmm. it's untapped potential we could get a truer remake like uh where they instead of it's a sequel it's just them redoing what they did they could keep going further and just cast new people and make it even more confusing it's going to be so entertaining <laughs> i'm excited now <laughs> i just don't think i mean i think it's like netflix because even those awful godzilla anime movies they mm-hmm. just keep approving even though like i don't think anyone likes them they're all likes awful. Them. Who likes them? Tom. Tommy. Tom Oliver? Really? Tom, uh, yeah, he loves them. I do I do not like any of them. They're so bad. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like 
the first one just keeps hitting you with like concepts and plot and by the end of like the setup which is half of the movie you're just like what am i is this wait godzilla's in this i'm tired i'm confused and then they just just a big cgi monster man it's like like because they go okay so godzilla this is this is i'm not exaggerating this and jacks can back me up it's like godzilla and the kaiju destroy earth so humans leave earth they get on a spaceship and the spaceship is going slower so time is moving slower for them so the people aren't aging as fast basically and yes. then also two alien races who had their planets destroyed by kaiju come one is like a, a religious species and yeah one's, one's a religious species. species yeah and they're on the ship also and then you get into the interplanetary like conflict it becomes like west wing or something <laughs> yeah. and then you learn that the earth is still there and it's basically the 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 other kaiju have died, but Godzilla's become huger than he's ever been. And yeah, the Earth's this is the biggest system ever. is based around Godzilla. And like, it's just like, he, there's like so many dumb details that, like, when I was watching the second one, I was like, oh, I forgot how stupid this stupid fuck is. Yeah, this, this, like, honest, this sounds like it was written by a stupid Shane Carruth. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like so. It, and if you think like an, a Godzilla anime sounds amazing, like anyone, like the idea of that sounds cool. And they really screwed it up and clearly wanted to make their own movie mm-hmm. with these characters and all this dumb crap. And they just like pitched it as a Godzilla movie and got it approved. And they got three in a row. Godzilla was like, I mean, Netflix was like, you get a trilogy. There yeah. you go. And so it's... there's going to be a third one. But um, even in Japan, like even in Asia, these movies don't do Nobody likes <laughs> Yeah, because they're not live action and just see, I, I, I don't know, like I was talking to freaking Pele and other friends about this the other day, like uh, I don't even know if like that, wh- why they do like full anime movies like that in CGI, because I'm just like, it just, it doesn't look that good as aesthetically to me unless they know how to do it right, like other yeah, the, stuff. The, the character designs in the The, on, the only know. time I feel like the CGI in a full CG anime has ever really looked passable are the Berserk movies. See, even I'm just a bit indifferent on those. Like, I'm just like, eh, I would have preferred, like, because of the 90s Berserk series, this is like comparing it to that is just black and white. Well, but I, I can see why. Like, the night, well, the 90s Berserk series had the uh, advantage and disadvantage of being 2D because one, like, they weren't exact, they didn't exactly have enough money or time to like animate those fucking renders of characters. So, right. They instead chose to like emphasize the stronger directing and like compositions, mm. which I think was a good idea. Right, and then in Berserk, uh, the re the the movie trilogy, they're like, oh well, we have money now and we have CG, so that'll be easier. And then it's like, oh, well, wow. okay, I guess it doesn't. Look, I don't think it looks bad, not even the first one of it, but it definitely doesn't look like as good as like hand drawn two D because there are moments where they're drawn two D in the movies. Right, exactly. I will say though, like uh, I'm not surprised that those CGI Godzilla movies didn't do well because they Hideaki Anno graced us with shin godzilla oh that was great which is one of my favorite movies like unironically i mean shin godzilla of the because there's basically three godzilla franchises now america the live action japanese and anime you know you have enough franchises why not have like the party shin godzilla you know yeah i like what they did with shin godzilla too where it's like oh he he started off as like this worm looking thing and then he just keeps evolving. And like, I thought that was like a nice little thing. And then the way they reveal Godzilla too is also really fucking good. It starts off very normal. Like there's this boat, something weird's going on in it. There's like a little origami figure. The shoes are taken off. It's a weird crime scene. 
And then it randomly, um, it's cutting through to the city and then it cuts to a random shot of this tunnel that's all of a sudden flooded with bile and blood and shit. And they mm. never reference it until later and they're like, there was a flood in uh, one of the tunnels and they act like it's a normal thing because they don't know the extent of it. And that also later sets up how the government is completely underprepared and how bureaucracy is just going to fuck us all over in the end. You just got to get right. shit done the patriotic yeah. way. I mean, it's, good... it's the most uh, like the original Gojira or Godzilla film. It's like about Gojira. something. Like, is the original Japanese cut about you know, the nuclear testing that America was doing. It was supposed to, Godzilla was supposed to represent America and stuff. And they, like, found, this new generation found a way to make Godzilla about something again. And it's like, that's partly why I think America's Godzilla movies don't land as well, is because to them it's just a giant monster. But to Japan, it's, like, means so much more. than what Shin about Godzilla they... was really good at that. What? But what about oh. their Godzilla 90s cartoon series, which followed the 1998 movie where they had the... <laughs> I haven't watched that in a while. Is that... <laughs> it's super good. I actually yeah, I remember that being good. I, I really bought good. it on DVD. Yeah, oh, is wow. it, yeah, it, it, it could wrap me up. Like, it's a, it, the show is like funny, and they also like have meta jokes too. Because like, there was this one joke that cracked me up. Like, um, where uh, Godzilla's in the ocean swimming, and there's this Japanese family on this plane. Like, mom, I see Godzilla, and then like the Japanese mother goes, "Mom, son, why would Godzilla be in Japan? Because it's the American Godzilla, and he's like, uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing." So, like, yeah, that, that cartoon series, the 1998 cartoon, that was animated by the studio that did like a bunch of different properties. They're all super good, like like Extreme Men Ghostbusters, Men in Black. Uh, okay, was it TMS? Extreme Ghostbusters is like one of my favorite series ever. Like that's mm-hmm. what I grew up as. It's my jam. That's my Ghostbusters. Yeah. Was, it, was, was the animation studio TMS or another anime studio? Because in the 90s, they like outsourced to a lot of anime studios. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did a lot of that, stuff. I, I, I think they also did Big Guy and Rusty, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. For the love of Mike. Yeah. And they then the best uh, intros. They did Bl- Men in Black, the Men in Black cartoon. And then. Oh, uh, the Men in Black theme song alone. Do, like, do, you're do, watching do, this. Do, do, <laughs> just, 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 just you pause this and YouTube it. It's amazing. Yeah, just the yeah, walk. Just, just forget the just forget this podcast. Go, go listen to uh, the fucking theme men songs. In, seriously, like they know how to do a theme song and open. I mean, the, the Men in Black show is better than any of the. Yes, I agree with you. And they actually had like a great thing where like the bug from the first movie, like its family members found out that he killed Ed, and they're like, "Oh shit, we can't handle this." And they went to Earth to go kill the person who killed Ed, and it was it was actually a really good episode. I was like, this, "Oh wow!" This is, okay, oh, the studio is called Adelaide. Uh, okay and uh some of their hits or not hits but like some of the lists i'm just gonna read off is jumanji the cartoon series which looked awful when they had sharp um, teeth rhinoceroses and they were like, <laughs> running and they were like what do rhinos have sharp teeth here it's just like, Se- seriously look uh, at the character designs Robin right guy 1999 says that adelaide is a, a sony tv animation department okay uh, uh, extreme ghostbusters men in black uh godzilla dilbert apparently um <laughs> Dragon Tales, Dragon's Tale, uh, Dragon. Big guy, oh, I hated that. Max Steel, Jackie Chan Adventures. Hell no. yeah, they did. They did. Okay. Jackie Chan Adventures are fantastic. 
we could easily do an entire podcast over uh, Jackie Chan Avenger because that was literally the perfect Saturday morning action cartoon. It was it like was... one of the last celebrity endorsed. Like, yeah, but it was like, but it was like good, and Jackie Chan wasn't like a perfect messiah figure. He constantly had to deal with bullshit. Because mm-hmm. they they never like I don't know. There was a time in the eighties where you'd have like Mr. T, Mr. T, and, like, and you even had a Rambo cartoon. And I felt like in the nineties that came back like, pretty hardcore. Oh yeah, RoboCop. Wow, we made. Yeah. They were just like anything they could make a cartoon. It was funny though, because like remember they were trying to do that alien cartoon. Where it's just like the, yeah. the xenomorphs and stuff. And it's just like, it's funny. They took all these properties, which are R-rated, like, dangerous movies. And like, now let's make a, a Saturday morning cartoon of it. Like, Rambo is freaking well, violent. Alien, it makes sense. Because they had, like, I hadn't seen Alien, but I had all the, mm-hmm. you know? Because you could, they were at Toys R Us, like, next to Power Rangers and X-Men and Batman and stuff. So, like, I think they knew kids would watch that show, you know? And it looked like sort of exo-squatty, if think if i've seen mm-hmm. if i remember the right art correctly oh <laughs> yeah pan do me a favor huh. um when we talk about jackie chan adventures can you include all the catchphrases just all at once like a blitzkrieg not even one after the other just layer them all on top of each other one big sound uh, no, no, no! Do a fact where you play on one after another, but as you do it, it gets closer and closer to where they start like playing on top of each other. Mm. So like, oh, that is awesome! Oh, if dude. I can find all the audio clips from these specific episodes, sure. Sure, we'll do it. I will. I will take on that responsibility. Yeah, you do that. You right, edit that. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Well, they mentioned Class of Three Thousand. That was a, that was a celebrity indoor show too. Oh yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, that. Sort not of. endorsed. It was, like, it was a celebrity stole it, celebrity stolen show. <laughs> Didn't last very yeah. long after the lawsuit. Which is spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, that's my favorite cartoon of all time. It's like, awesome. Oh, it's so it's it's the quintessential perfect Spider-Man show. They'll never. No, it's, the, it's the best Spider-Man show. I, I will always yes. be mad that it got canceled for that ultimate Drake Bell. I will not call that shit Spider. I refuse to. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I cannot. Is, you know, okay, that ultimate guys, Spider-Man. Nintendo would agree with me that uh, Spider-Man 2017 is the best one. So Can we boot Nolan for the podcast? Fuck <laughs> Like there's no shading also, on the new one. What the fuck is that? Since we're talking about cartoons and stuff, uh, I'll open up the door for questioning. So if anybody wants to ask cartoon related questions, since that's what we're talking about, shoot us a question. Start your word with question. I mean, start your question with the word question, so it's easier to find. Or add us in the Twitch chat. We stream but, every um, Sunday. I just want to say, like, um, when Spectacular Spider-Man premiered, what did you think of the art style? Okay, I, I'm well, glad you asked because I was yeah, like, same here. Um, so my biggest pet peeve with it is that like tone and art style are very, very important. And if I would have lined up the two shows and I told you one was supposed to be a comedic version and the other one's supposed to be super serious, you would not go and point at Ultimate Spider-Man as the the comedic one. I think uh I think that that the tone just doesn't fit with it. And that was like them trying to please comic book fans with making it look like a comic book 90s show mm. and, and teen and titans well yeah well like i, I, I want a more if it, for the style and comedy that they were doing i think something more aligned teen titans would have been right. way well, closer and exactly. yeah, okay well i got an explanation for that because like i feel like after the teen titans premiere there were all these like weird overly stylized um action cartoons like legion of superheroes transformers animated spectacular spider-man ben 10 omniverse that all kind of have that similar wonky style the batman and transformers you know? animated was pretty good 
Yeah, but they. I, just, I, I, I just remember it. hating that era. Where it's like, wow, this looks like shit. Like the nineties, mm. you had like either the Bruce Tim lookalikes or the or just straight up looking like the comics. And the two thousands was this weird wonkiness, and we still haven't recovered from that. <laughs> oh, I will say though, um, spectacular Spider-Man is how any Derek J. White show should look. Don't at me. Okay, oh. so Derek J. White's art style. I'm cool with it. I think it looks fine. It looks fantastic for Ben 10. It looks great for uh, Scooby-Doo. But why does every character look like they're doing them like the Michael Jackson lean forward? Doesn't because he also give him a mole? That's how Bruce oh, Tim draws his poses. What's Izzy, it's, Izzy, it's called Contrapasto. They lean on one leg. The other, uh, I thought you were an artist. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm a fraud. You guys have all learned it. Um, no, no, but I do agree. Like the reason why it doesn't look bad with Bruce Tim though is because their chests are fucking huge. So yeah, in are. order to get in order to get them looking like they're balanced, they have to lean them forward. So their chests are kind of more like you know they even out the balance of the character. Meanwhile, with Derek J. Wyatt, I think he took that and he was just like, I'm just going to do that with every character. And it's like, but <laughs> but Derek, wait, no, Derek, Derek, stop it, no, god damn it. I like how. Uh, what's the what's the guy's name? Eleven Kevin? Oh yeah, Kevin Eleven. Like he just progressively got just bigger. I feel like right, right. Well, it became Frankenstein ish. Like I, 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 I saw him more as like one of the the Guitar Hero d- default characters. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the character from Brutal Legends. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I really hate how all the Transformers look in his version of Transformers because they don't look like robots. They look like humans, like cosplay. Transformers animated was the original Thundercats roar. Oh, it was actually good. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't have I don't have problems with Derek J. Wyatt as a showrunner because he like all of the shows he's run are really good. Mm. I just don't like his art. Yeah, no, I just subjective. But, you know, I agree with you there, because like with both the spectacular Spider-Man and Transformers animated, I saw it first. I was like, this looks like some cartoonish bullshit. What the fuck is this? Then I like sat down watching. I love Spider-Man. I love Transformers. I'm watching. I'm like, okay, this is good. And then like after a season, I was like, I am in love with the show. I can't can't wait for the sequel to spectacular spider-man it was just fantastic and then with like transformers anime i was just like i'm not digging what they did to optimus they made him like a kid in it and they made that thing and he does look like a person but then like it, the storylines i don't know like i guess that's a way to really draw you in it's just like oh well the art may look like this because of this style but the storylines are incredible so uh, i mean because I, I always think like would i enjoy spectacular spider-man more if it was drawn like young justice style or something like i, I don't mm-hmm. i think i would i think the designs uh, don't work so well like well they they work they animate fine um that they, they're not perfectly transformers however the figures the the simple designs actually made a lot of the cheap plastic look well done compared to Whenever they do, because like um, right now they're doing a lot of G1 figures and they're highly detailed, but there's no paint to them. They're just solid colors and it makes it look really, really cheap. So in animated, when the designs are simplified and streamlined, that really translated, translated. Uh, it, it really did translate well to the toys. So I'm cool with it. Um, but I agree with you. The story, Well, the reason why Transformers Animated was so good as far as writing goes is because they went back to Beast Wars. I know Beast Wars, my meme, um, was they went back to only focusing on like five characters and working on the character dynamics though. I don't know how I feel about the transformers fighting against humans. Yeah. uh, Sorry. One one thing I wanted to build off of what Izzy was saying 
One of the things I seem to really like, and this is sort of a thing Derek J. Wyatt seems to do with all of his shows, is that he takes a, like, since most of the shows he's worked on are, like, legacy shows, he'll take, like, the very base concept of it and then put his own twist on it. And it's a very simple twist, too. Like, with Scooby-Doo, it's like there's a serialized uh, mystery going on. So, like, the whole series is one big mystery. And then he just goes ham with it. With Ben 10, it's like it goes back to its roots and just does Ben with the watch. And then aliens are, like all around and stuff etc and that's one of the things i also really enjoy about his cartoons right so they're fami- they're familiar but then they go deep into new territory as it goes on so it's like rediscovering a show you loved mm-hmm. it's very smart good showrunner yeah, I, I loved omniverse like uh i feel like it took the best parts of all the the ben 10 series and it i i like the charm of it being kind of comedic like ben 10 didn't mm-hmm. really do well as a super serious show like as much as we want it to be it i don't know it it's a 10 year old running around or at least a teenager now but like you know it's a it's a dumb kid with powers he just wants to turn into forearms like yeah, I, alien x when he came in with his ops <laughs> i i would i would say that the re- the reason why ben 10 like suffered a lot was because of ultimate alien and alien force being really poorly run in general mm-hmm. i have so i have so many fucking words to say about ben 10 because it could have been like a fantastic series like and i agree that it should be more comedy oriented but like the stakes should be serious is where i think like oh yeah for sure it kind of it reminds me of like either a sonic game or like a shonen anime where it's like the stakes are serious but the characters are like eh, well, it'll be no problem and they'll like it's sort of that charm where it's like you know they're going to win and they're confident in themselves you know mm-hmm. is what carries you through the drama but with a- alien force and ultimate alien it was that it was that but without the charm but also them trying to like retroactively rework the characters like especially in season three of alien force where like oh, oh god oh man people don't like ben anymore is it can't be because we made him too experienced and competent so let's just make him like back to season like back to the original ben 10 even though he's like matured so much and I it know. doesn't work it killed me that they like okay we uh, they, well because like they did like a a soft reset for the third season of Alien Force and they're like okay make Ben Ten have the intelligence of a ten year old turn Kevin back into a monster and make sure Gwen and Ben's relationship isn't healthy just make it where they uh, constantly bicker that's what made the original show so good yeah it's like a complete misunderstanding of what made the original show good and what would be the next logical step in order to make the new shows like evolved from the previous ones. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it just like wafts like a embarrassing fart in this quality, like purgatory <laughs> until Omniverse. Thanks. Thanks Dwayne. Rest in peace though. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Aww. Dwayne McDuffie really was not a good showrunner though. He was bad. He was really bad. <laughs> Rude. He was, though. Why did Transformers Animated run at 10 frames per second? (laughs) Uh, Well, like, it's difficult because, like, as soon as you start criticizing someone who died in recent years, it seems kind of, like, disrespectful. But I don't think that his work is uncriticizable. Um, I I think it's, like, so long as you're criticizing the work they did and not so much their character, then it's fine. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying Dwayne McDuffie was a bad person or anything. He did a lot of stuff for... uh, uh, black people with his comic line and Static Shock, which was a cartoon that, which was a cartoon that had the opposite problem than Ben Ten, like Omniverse, where 
the art style was piss ugly, but the story was great. So it you does, know. Static mm. Shock got better. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yes, but I will not forgive the early digital coloring seasons for making static wear oh. what I can only assume is somebody stitching like somebody's leftover quilt together <laughs> and making him wear it. Oh, static God. shock season one and two, I think. I don't know. I no, think it's just one. Season okay, two, one. They, like season one, uh, two and three is when it got good, and I don't. I pretend mm. season one didn't happen. <laughs> I just forget yeah, no, about it. Honestly, I if, season one. Yeah, people uh, like like this. I remember the writing being good because they tackled a lot of serious issues, which I commend. Like like the gun immensely. control one. Yeah, like like a kid bringing a gun to school, which was ahead of its time, which is really fucking sad to say. But the time travel oh, episode yeah. where he meets his mom. Yeah, oh, yeah, like when the... he meets his mom, he had to let her die. Oh, that was a sad. Oh, the episode. time travel episode. I'm legitimately getting goosebumps remembering it. Oh my god. Uh... Yeah, like Static Shock was a good show. Just. Please remember, you have digital coloring. Don't forget color theory. It's hard. <laughs> I don't know. Like in the two thousands, like I, I hated a lot of the anime because it was always so saturated. Like Gundam Seed was just like this bright, clean look, and all the previous Gundams were hand drawn. It was like, oh, like like I said, gun con uh, not gun control. Like I said, <laughs> gun <theory>. control, <laughs> gun control. That's gun what the, that's what the animation industry needs. Gun control. Yeah, Gundam also, control is what um, we I'm need. just gonna I'm just gonna stamp this out immediately because I'm kind of getting sick of seeing this. There's a lot of uh, questions about recent controversies. Some ranging from the simple stuff like High Guardian Spice to uh, the recent shooting that happened earlier today in the Jacksonville oh. Madden tournament. We're not gonna talk about that, so don't ask. We'll talk about High Guardian Spice when there's more out. But right now, it's just people squabbling, and we've already said our piece about Thundercats War. It's similar. It, it's like, hey, we're working on a show. That's all we got. Let's talk about happy shit. On a, so back on digital coloring. Uh, it's like it's like what you said, Pan. It's like, oh man, we could use all these colors now. Don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Right. <laughs> it makes me respect Akira so much because, like, back when that was in Cell, they had to like mix inks together in order to make new colors for different lighting effects and scenarios. Yeah, there was. There was that one scene on like the highway with like one of that one of the ugly kids like turning their head and the color great the color slowly fades from like one color to another lighting source and it's like wow how did they do that back then the 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 answer is they did it the old fashioned way yeah well i mean i know they did but it's like wow that's hard why would you even do that it, fuck that i can only i can the only thing i can think of is they either like by hand colored the frames so that they were uh like one so that they gradually changed or they colored it two separate like the same animation two separate times and then just faded one into the other that's the only the only two ways i could think of and i don't even know if the latter one is possible mm, i don't know yeah because but you still have the, the line art is on a separate cell so you could just go color it in with a different like um different cell so it wouldn't yeah, be hard animation's hard hey, it uh, is hard it is let's hard let's look at the questions you got to Remember, kids, if you're going to animate or draw or be an artist, work smart, not hard. Working smart is always better than... If you work smarter, you're going to get called lazy on the internet. The Clone War rages on. In the deepening twilight of the Jedi, Master and Apprentice grow farther apart. You're no Qui-Gon Jinn. Let's go. As the Republic makes a desperate last stand against the shadow cast by Darth Sidious and his pupils. Toonami presents Volume 2 of the critically acclaimed micro-series, Star Wars Clone Wars, coming up next. Impressive. Most impressive. Only Toonami.
Greenwind Spinko says, question, what's your reaction to the new Star Wars cartoon, Star Wars Rebels or whatever it's called, Re Reaction, Star Wars. It, it, it looked cool. I mean, uh, we haven't seen very much. I'm, isn't it? It's actually going to be on. It looks, I mean, it looks generic. Like I remember when um, Star Wars Clone Wars, the the CG show came out, and I was like, "Oh, this looks ugly." But now I kind of appreciate the stylized look to it. But I don't know. And it was this a good show at the end. Like you got rid of that midichlorian bullshit, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Wait, how do how do they retcon midichlorians? They like basically Yoda went to visit. Uh, uh, he went to it was the final season they were um going cutting it off and then um yoda was going and he met qui-gon's ghost and they were talking about like the science of like oh what we thought were called midichlorians but is actually a spiritual force like I, I i can't remember the exact episode i just remember them going like oh that they pretty much just retcon like oh midichlorians that wasn't really a thing it's somewhere in the last three or five episodes like you watch the last three or five episodes with yoda of the original clone wars before they uh, cut it off, then I would def you will see it. But that's one thing I really did enjoy. I was like, oh, they fixed that, and the story Yay. was actually good. But nothing to me beats the 2003 Gendy Tarkovsky Clone Wars. That was just as God. That is. I want. I want a Star Wars series where there's like hate groups for the Force. <laughs> and then like it's like it's just science. What's the new uh, bad guys called? The resist the first the, order. The first order. First order is basically the alt right. So I think that's like kind of already semi in there but that would work i guess they could be like hating on adam driver for like so it'd be like amon but for star wars yeah they could do they could do something like well amon is a poorly written shitty character and kylo ren has like decent motivation so i like kylo ren he's sort of you know like if i saw my uncle who was training me with like getting ready to fucking kill me i'd be like yeah um not the best place to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's just i don't know kylo ren's the most interesting character of the group um maybe not the one i want to have a cheeseburger like, with but just, like, <laughs> i mean by default since everybody no just just because he he's like a really interesting villain because it's like in, mm. i think it's it's really like a, a series his whole character is about like privilege where it's like he went to the best school he came from the right bloodline he should be luke skywalker uh, he should be, you know, the big Jedi, mm -hmm. and he's not. He's evil, and he decided to cosplay as his grandfather and be like this, you know, weird evil guy. And he has like is, and then you know, Ray comes out of nowhere with her buddies, and he's like suddenly like, what the fuck? Like I thought naturally I would be this, but his parents came out of nowhere. So you know, mm -hmm. I think it's like kind of a, I, I I don't know, I find that really interesting. Yeah, and he has an eight pack, and he's totally yeah. shredded. It's totally oh, yeah. shredded. Or I like, they, they never did it again, but in Force Awakens, where there's that kind of like gorilla type of thing, he's like, ooh, ooh, and stuff. I was like, I want him to do that again. That was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. When he was just beating his like wound. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I, there was like a real, like, real, like, it's when you see a fight and there's a real, in a movie and there's a real physicality to it, it mm -hmm. feels like, like, like more real than just seeing a staged thing. Right. So. Oh, just, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with y'all. I don't think the prequel fights are as bad as people say they are. They're well, not. No, 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 the Darth Maul fight is it's awesome. Ray Park is phenomenal. You no, know, Ray Park doesn't get as much, as much credit. Like what he did, even in the GI Joe movies, what he does is his like, snake eyes just incredible. Yeah, he, he's awesome. Like that fight, um, on the side of a mountain, like mm -hmm. holy shit! In GI Joe two, that's really good. Ray yeah, Park but... deserves better roles. I don't know why that never happened. Yeah, and what, wasn't he even in like a 
I mean, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. But that freaking, I won't say it. I mean, whatever. Oh, at the end of Solo, nobody yeah. saw it. It's fine. Oh yeah, okay, he, then fine. He, yeah. So he, he is he. You see him, but the voice of Darth Maul is the voice from the cartoon animated series. Oh, yeah, sorry, they, the did, Wars they, one. they okay. didn't use the guy who's the voice of him in Phantom Menace is the neighbor in Shaun of the Dead or the the flatmate in Shaun of the Dead. That's who oh I'm okay. Well, he only and, had like one line. Just last, we will view ourselves as Jedi. Last, we'll have our revenge, and that was it. Like he said I nothing. Mean, I, I don't know why they redubbed it because Ray Park doesn't have. A, he's not like, hey guys, how's it? It's me, Darth Maul. Like it was like he's a normal, fine voice. So I never. Yeah, they, they I'm also, assuming. I'm assuming it's for a uh, brand consistency. Yeah. Well, they also um, uh, what was it in uh, X Men the 2000 movie? They dubbed over his voice in that too. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what. Anyway, he was very Australian as a, but he should have. <laughs> He, I always thought he was cool, and he he choreographed that Darth Maul lightsaber fight, and that's like I would put that up there as some of the one of the better lightsaber fights in the whole franchise. It's yeah, that one's awesome. hype. Also, I need to make a correction to our previous Ben Ten discussion because Katrin will fucking murder me if I do not. Uh, Derek J. Wyatt was not the showrunner. Apparently, Glenn Murakami was for Omniverse. Uh, Derek J. Wyatt uh, just did the uh, art direction. Please no steppy, Katwin. I'm so sorry. In, in your defense, Nolan. Um, yes. I think a lot of people kind of associated him as the face of the series, though, because he was the one that was uh, constantly talking about it in his ask. You know, he had like a forum where people could talk about it. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think he kind of is no, a public wait, figure. No, Katrin still got it wrong. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna import her in real quick. Oh, all right. Beam her in. <sighs> Okay, Katrin, please please explain to the class how Ben 10 show running works because apparently we're all fucking morons. No, I'm just saying Gamma Deppy was the head writer. He wasn't the showrunner. And is there are there any other Ben 10 facts we need to be correct? Uh no, I think that was it. I can go now. Okay, no. bye. <laughs> okay, great. Get out. Get out. Hey. I just wanna Alright. Follow her on whatever she's on. Follow Katrin on Twitter at um okay. Do I follow her? Katrin Snodgrass at looking for work, youtube.com forward slash twitter.com slash Kate Snod. Everybody so, go follow uh, Katrin on Twitter. I just want to say, like, uh, that G.I. Joe movie, like, remember uh, Snake Eyes Lips? That was weird. Oh, that mm-hmm. was weird. I hated his, like, costume design the first one, but then the second one, they fixed it. He looked perfect in the second one. Like, first I, I kind of like the lips because it looked like a Power Ranger. He looked uncomfortable. That looked like a man in a BDM suit like who couldn't breathe when he was like in that suit in the first movie. Well, that was my opinion. Of it. I, I know Snake Eyes can't talk, but I imagine if he could, he'd be just like, oh, God, it's so Snake Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did Mistress say you can speak? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, no, that, you guys are doing gimp suit stuff. That's not appropriate. I'm, we got. We could do. <laughs> let's do a couple more questions since it's about seven. Someone Question. asked about tattoos. Izzy, uh, we all know you have a tattoo of uh, Optimus Prime near your genitals. That's fine. We get it. You like Transformers? It says you got the touch. Or um, <laughs> <laughs> you've got the touch. You've got the power. Someone uh, asked. Uh, someone asked me particularly what cartoon character I would have tattooed on myself, but I kind of wanted to open it up to everybody. Oh, I was going to get a Sonic tattoo on my shoulder of the Sonic team, like little head logo, not the actual team itself, because I hate them. But well, Sonic tattoos next to their logo. 
I mean, you... I, I don't have any tattoos except for my secret knock force tattoo, but I don't talk about it. It's you not just talked about, about it anymore, dumbass. What? Tattoos hurt, but I guess I would pick Bart since I always love the Simpsons. Like a bootleg Bart. Yeah, get a get like a black bootleg Bart with dreadlocks, and it says yeah, consume, exactly. Yeah. And it says it says consume drawers on your your shoulder or like wherever. Need to say it, like uh, we're gonna get to Dom or something, you know? I have a Fluttershy in my butt, so there we go. That's oh. all we need to know. Next question, Jax, you're gonna have to show me that when we meet up. Next. <laughs> I'm gonna need proof. <laughs> so uh, I really want to get a, a tattoo sleeve of like a bunch of cartoon characters. And, like, I want to start on the shoulder with it's, like, retro characters, like Felix the Cat and Betty Boop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as, the, the char- as like, the sleeve goes down, I'll probably have some kind of, like, element to tie it all together, like, film reel or something. Um, but, well, that's a uh, cool idea. But I want nice to get more modern as it goes down to, the to like, closer to my hand. To, like, the Flintstones, to the Scooby-Doo, to, and then just, like, or something like that. It's some in the same genre. And then just yes. like go like in the nine. Okay, that's that's awesome. He man, it's gonna be so expensive. So I haven't quite like jumped on it, and I also want to like design it myself as far as where the layout is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's something that's like in my mind that I um, want to do. Here's a question. Nice. Um, uh, Ratch Extreme says, "Pan, what's the most anticipated movie you're excited to review on your Nickelodeon marathon?" And I think it'll be uh, the Ninja Turtles movie since I never get a chance to talk about Ninja Turtles all that much. Oh Wait, it's not, it's, it's not going to be Hotel for Dogs? <sighs> I am not looking forward to, like, the, the, the section where it's just nothing but just live-action movies nobody cared about. Like, Hotel for Dogs, um, Eddie Murphy's Imagine That. Like, that's going to be just, like, please no. Hey, Pan, um, huh. with you doing a series of videos on this, are you going to do some kind of ongoing plotline, like... How the rebel taxi got like trapped in a thing, and the only way for you to escape is watching all the Nickelodeon movies. Oh no, thank you, sir. You can link Kara oh, it up. It'll be great. People love that shit. <laughs> no, you could get Link Kara in the actual video series. It'd be great. Oh God, please no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see other people's opinions on these movies, so I just look up like random reviews and just find just these p- people who just like go on like long fucking five minute long intro sequences of just them talking to some rat some basically themselves in a costume saying you got to review this or else you die you really interrupted me but anyway uh the final question is revenge 22360 says question totina's pizza rolls or bagel bites bagel bites hmm. bagel bites why not bagel have them. With bagel bagel bites, bites, pizza bagel, you can have them anytime <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah th- pizza that logic wins yeah pizza exactly supper time. there you go Wait. Wait, Jax is a professional trainer. What do you think is the better one, Jax? What's healthier? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. And then it was pizza rolls and bagel bites. Yes. Uh, okay, let me think about this. Well, I would Broccoli. say saturated fat of one of them is higher than the other, but the tastiness of the other outclasses that. So okay, um, we have to we have to lay some ground rules though because there are different ways to make pizza rolls and bagel bites. So exactly the, the um the limiters and the modifiers of this uh, tournament is <laughs> the uh, pizza bites and the um pizza bagels have to be a frozen brand. They have frozen to be frozen brand. brand. 
Okay, a frozen brand. Okay, so, well, so, that, so, that's that goes without saying. But like, okay, so are they? But you can make this, your own pizza bagel, and you could like, oh well, you could make a sauce that's like gluten free or something. We did it. We did this um, because I'm keto right now, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then. So my uh, my partner Sue, she um, mm-hmm. she actually made uh, rice cakes, like the or not rice mm-hmm. cakes, but she bought rice cakes that were like low carb, and she did right. that as the crust, and then sauce. And then cheese and uh, pepperoni, and so we kind of had my, like a giant bagel bite. It was pretty decent, if, even though it, ta- it tasted like pizza flavored popcorn. Well, okay, I, that's good because keto is a great way to get in shape for us. For the people in the chat listening, I would say I would get the slight edge to bagel bites, and here's why: because yes. like if you take this stuff out, all right. If so, if you you like with a bagel bite, if you wanted to be healthier and just have a bagel, you could just easily peel off the cheese and top and then eat it. Like with a pizza roll, like it's just you have to like break it open, like gut it, and then drip all the stuff out, and then you're just left. Wait, with wait, wait, skin. wait. There's no half eating food. We're not oh, like so we're, we're not half eating. It's just by itself eating it. Oh, then I'm going bagel there, bites. Oh, then, oh, fine, bagel bites, bagel bites. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yes. uh, I love pizza rolls, but I would give it to bagel bites if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, we have a nutritionist here, so um, let's ask one more question and have him decide. Oh, God. Ooh, pumpkin bread <laughs> or banana bread? Uh, well, since I'm allergic to bananas, pumpkin bread. Yes, you heathen. <laughs> I'm heathen, sorry. I say I'm allergic. <laughs> I, 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 first of all, can I? I do I want to pity you? I, I feel bad that you can't. Yeah, eat. that sucks. You can't have bananas. Yeah, no. like it's the but best. Bananas suck. Too. Well, you want to know? So here's the true fact about me that Paleo and Saber, I've told them countless times. They always like think it's funny. I can only eat three fruits, oranges, lemons, and limes. Everything else gives me an allergic reaction. So I can't eat berries, grapes, any of that um, other stuff. Like literally only yeah. those three fruits, oranges, lemons, limes. I can eat grapefruit. I just don't like grapefruit. But those are the only three. Everything else gives me like a reaction where I'll get like really scratchy. So you can't drink. So you can't drink high sea fruit punch like your brethren? I know, right? It's just insanity. It's crazy. Wait, who's your? What do you mean? Like my brother? Because his brother. Like, brother yeah, <laughs> when I worked at Chick Fil A, black people would almost exclusively order either high <laughs> lemonade or the two mixed together. That's not even. That's not even me being racist. That's just a fucking fact. <laughs> I have learned so much about people. For, okay, you want to know who are the people who will talk most of, to the manager? It's not white moms. It's like it's like old elderly white people. They mm-hmm. go, they go. I don't want pickles <laughs> on this sandwich. I'm gonna need a new one, or I'm gonna have to talk to the manager. I I, I I'm gonna call corporate and leave a feed. <laughs> I'm gonna leave a feedback oh. card in the bin. Mm-mm, sugar, I need my Kool Aid. <laughs> See the one, the one I hear a lot in New York tweet about this, and then they always go, "So you're on Twitter?" And go, no, I'm gonna make a Twitter, and then I'm gonna tweet about you on Twitter. And I'm like, I guess you showed them. I don't. Last question from Kate Snod, who was in here. She gets a freebie. She gets a free one. Jax, what's your diet? How do you diet? How's your diet work? What's your diet? What's my diet? Oh, okay. Diet. Um. Well, since it's winter time and I don't have to show off as much anymore, I'm sort of eating like an asshole. But like, uh, uh, typically, I'm just I eat healthy. I just eat normal stuff. Like, if I'm trying to do a photo shoot or something like that, like I have a photo shoot coming up, then I don't have to. I, I am a bit more strict, and I'll like cut down more on carbs and uptake the vegetables, and then just have like a lean protein or a good source of protein every time. And then, um, let's see. 
What else? Is pizza a good protein? Yeah. Technically, oh. pizza is a vegetable. Yes. By law. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know what? I would yes. say yes, it is. Yeah. I, I, you know Thank what? you. I would, no, <laughs> it yeah. was one of those things where I, I, I'll have it occasionally. Like, what I typically do is I'll eat 85% healthy and nutrition. Like, okay. And then, like, 15% of the day, I'll be like, you know what? I'll have a chocolate bar. You know what? One donut won't hurt me. You know, something like that. It's just like, as long as I have that one little thing, I'm good. Oh, it's a slippery slope, though. Because as soon as yeah, you go, oh, yeah, one donut, cool. I've been, I've been your, a cheat day yesterday. Is your metabolism like that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. As he finish it. No, go for it. Okay. I was gonna say, Jax, is your metabolism like fucking light speed? Because I have a, had a coworker named Sydney mm. who would like eat like ten chicken strips every break because yeah. like he was so fucking swole. He like burned through all of them. He's like, man, I'm still kind of hungry. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Sydney. Oh, dude, I have an insane metabolism. <laughs> I remember this one time in high school, like my friends found out about my metabolism because I they this is still filmed. Like they filmed on like a pretty shit. Eight, uh, one of those potato cameras on the old cell phones that were flip phones that you used to have in high school back in 2007 and i ate like eight baconators and then went went to mcdonald's and had it and they were like how do you eat so much i was, I don't know, I was hungry and worked out a lot and just burned off but yeah it, it's it's a fun thing to do like i just i like to eat and i like to work hey, out Jax. and then when i go running i'm just Jax. like i don't have to worry about it yes jacks i want to say I, I get i gain weight by looking at food so fuck you i'm sorry i'm sorry i just, <laughs> I just what i do is i just realize uh well you know sometimes this is a i shouldn't admit this on street but i was like sometimes i go like well i don't uh, if i'm eating healthy i sort of don't feel like working out because i was like oh, i'm okay i'm whatever but if i eat dirty i feel like i have to work out because it's just like oh I, I can't just let this unhealthy food be in me i gotta go work out extra hard now so it's just like that's horrible i, I do this i literally time. sometimes eat a cookie and by eat a cookie i mean i chew it and then spit it out like <laughs> that is as that, that's a borderline eating disorder that is that is like a borderline eating disorder. we we're all yeah. here for you izzy we all love you <laughs> you don't have to do that. I, I think you're all right I, you can let me in if you want but i wouldn't say it goes as far to say i love you but you know oh, you, you know i tolerate you too buddy <laughs> sweetie but yeah um <laughs> the worst types of people are who are people who don't work out but still have a fast metabolism any like like my friend's girlfriend or fiance i don't know which like she she's she like goes into a mcdonald's eats like five double cheeseburgers and she's like i'm still hungry though and it's like you don't even work out fuck you right <laughs> Me meanwhile i'm stuck here with a crippling like binge eating problem and i just eat like pizza constantly because it's like my one comfort food i only mm. eat pizza when i'm depressed mm. what should we eat pizza every day Mm. Oh. I have a question from the. I have a question. Yes. Hey, Pan, how come you don't talk on your podcast anymore? I don't know what to say in this conversation. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't say, I'm hungry. I'm going to leave. You guys suck. This is my show. Mm. Like, make a big fuss and then yeah. leave and, like, hang up the call and then come back later. Like, uh, the average viewer retention for the podcast are 20 minutes. So, I guess after the 20 minute mark, y'all can do whatever the fuck y'all want, you know? Yeah, but Quint <laughs> but, Quint but, Qu but Quentin's Jack's Jack 2 conversation was, like, at the hour and a half mark and you were still a little bitch. I know, but after that, I was like, huh, you know what? Who gives a shit, you know? <laughs> fuck you. So, um, yeah. that's it for the None of this matters. podcast. Jack is, Jack's, is there anything you would like to plug? Any upcoming videos or projects you're working on that we should all be on the lookout for? Uh, well, right now, next week I'm going to that Dragon Con, so that's gonna oh, be you're fun. So lucky. 
Yeah. That's going to be furry convention. No, it's not actually. It's a weird, like, multi tech convention. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of scalies walking around, but no, that's going to be. Uh, you can. Isn't it? It's where we were last time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it's exactly there because I'm at the same hotel. So that'll be a fun experiment. It's next next year's MobileCon at the same place or do they move? I think it's the same place. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be cool to be back again. Same channel. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? Definitely. What else? Let me see. Oh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Jacksblade Fitness or Facebook, Jordan Jacksblade Downs, or my YouTube channel, Jacksblade. Jacksblade everything. I'll make you super just saying that's my term, but yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for coming on. I'm glad we got you. We'll include links in the descriptions. uh, But for now, uh, we're the Pizza Party Podcast. I'm going to rub this ice pack on my nipples, and I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, me. Bye.